Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about women at your RPG table. Women at your RPG table. Yes. I'm going to do a little bit of history back, way back in the way back machines of Saul Morales. When That's I first, a scary place. So when I started playing role playing games, it was a guy's domain game. Game, unfortunately for us, right? We didn't know any gamer girls all the way through high school. Never played with girls. I don't think role playing games. That is, I'm 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 shocked because you're well, you're only a couple years older than me, but <laughs> it just didn't happen. You know, we lived in this little small sleepy agricultural town called Salinas, and we couldn't find them. We not that we were actively looking, but we would think, okay, this was the '80s, right? So. The very early 80s. No, no, no. It was a totally different time. I graduated time. in 85. You know, so I was going to school, high school in 82 through 85, right? 81 through 85, whatever. And those times, you know, people, that was right during the heyday of the, of the satanic panic. <laughs> and people who were associated with D&D were nerds. And you didn't want to be called a nerd. That was a bad thing. Which is hilarious because thing. I started gaming in with my brother my brother got a gamma world for christmas he's a nerd and he asked for it specifically <laughs> and we lived in a when Saul says he lived in a small agricultural town we lived in a, a teeny tiny, tiny town in the mountains of california quincy and we played gamma world right he because he made me do it because he didn't you were have the only very, girl. I, no that's not true because oh. uh we played with our pastor's son and his sister who was my friend because we there we didn't have a lot it was a really small town. There were like <laughs> 3,500 people in this town. So My brother started a club at a library. He called it Castle Crusaders, which is the same name that Gary and uh, and his group called their group. Castle Crusaders Club at Steinbeck Library. And it was hugely popular, at least for us. We had 20 people playing, all of them boys, all of them bo- 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 you know, little Did boys. Did you have more than... More than one GM? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, at one point, we had a, we we always had two tables, right? And one was like the, we called the crazy table because they would play these like Monty Hall over the top games. And Felipe played his game, you know, the very counter pennies because we need those pennies to be able to go up a level kind of thing. That's what I love about Felipe. He's always, you know, straightforward. Boy Scout kind of guy. <laughs> and so we would always look at the other table. We call them Monty Hall players, right? Because they're like, they, you know, while we were literally counting our our pennies and stuff to be able to train, to be able to go up a level, they were like, I'm going to take my, you know, my plus five Vorpal weapon and slay this demigod thing, right? And so they were over the top over there at the other table. And, and maybe now I think I was probably a little bit jealous about what was going on over there. <laughs> But I didn't want to admit it. But throughout the years that that he started this club, group. this group, and at the Steinbeck Library in Salinas, I don't think a single female of any kind, other than the librarian who gave us the keys to open the door, ever stepped inside that gaming sphere. Unfortunately for us, right? So, and then and when we when I first went to a gaming convention in 1982 at Pacificon. It was a sausage fest, dude. It was crazy. It was like, I think we saw two girls. Okay. I don't women. know what sausage means, but if it <laughs> means what I think it means, do you always have to be such a guy? <laughs> well, it was a it was a male-dominated uh, sphere, right? So it was weird, right? We 
I played with guys and my friends and stuff like that. And every once in a while, one of my friend's girlfriends was sort of interested. But I think maybe it was, we were too intimidating. I, I kind of find it hard out to believe. But Nerds tend to be intimidating. Yeah, oh, yeah. Real intimidating. <laughs> so to me, you know, women in, in our games almost was... was, was ex- I can't even describe it. It was just... There was a void. And I couldn't... And I don't explain it. And one of my friends, uh, Chris... Chris B, because I can't say his last name. Uh, Chris said that, you know, he was always amazed that more women didn't play RPGs because it seemed like it would be something that they would really enjoy because, you know, they're more in touch with their their sense, their you know, sensibilities and stuff like that. And, and they read a lot of fantasy novels or what do you call those? Romance. Romance novels. And, and you know, you could really get in, engaged in, in this kind of endeavor. And he was always surprised that there wasn't more women. From Today, my perspective, though, Saul, it's... I don't know that you should be that surprised. Most of the girls that were gaming in the 80s, 70s, and 80s, it would have had to be... It wasn't something that... Maybe they didn't do it. They did it because their brother wanted them to or their their friend that needed an extra player thing kind of thing wanted them to do it, right? So then they started doing it and it was an interesting experience because like my brother, I remember we moved to, to Chico and at the church that we went to, he met these guys that played D&D literally in their mother's basement. They had like a... It, California doesn't have very many basements, but this house had a, a, it was on a hill. So there was a, like old houses have basements in California. So, and I remember he goes, Oh, come on. We got to go. You got to go with me. They need extra players. I want to see what it's like. So we went to this kid's house. He was like, (laughs) I was like 15 or 16. And this kid was like 14. Right. And my brother's all, I found someone to play with. So I'm like, okay. So we go down there and they were very nerdy and it was a very (laughs) to me it was just it wasn't like playing with our friends that we played with before because we kind of read the books and figured out what you were doing and then you know we didn't have the internet or anything but these these you know they figured stuff out well these kids they had figured stuff out but they were totally nerdy right and having a girl in the basement with them was just like they couldn't handle it they they freaked out of course and my brother's like going okay you can't come back I'm wow. just going to go by myself because they're, they, they seem normal. But when you went, it wasn't normal. So what was the, what was unnormal? They couldn't deal with talking to me, interacting. Oh. So that could be a problem. Well, right? okay. So, so this is very early on. Very game, early. Right. I think early on for, uh, for whatever reason, D and D attracted a lot of people. And most of them were guys that were war gamers, socially awkward. I think uh, oh. for whatever reason, some some of them you know i don't i don't think i am and neither were any much many of our, my friends but but that seems to be the stereotype right and so you know when you add a, a girl to the mix that might make them even more socially awkward and then in that arena just like like your brother said you were disrupting to the game at yeah. least the way he saw it now well they were but these these guys were 14 i was like 16 okay my brother was 15 yeah yeah and so they had a hard time I, it could have just been because i was a girl right yeah. they didn't know how to talk to a girl yeah, well, and you yeah. know well i would i don't loved, know what else to say i would love playing a game with women back in the in the early days or whatever but it didn't really didn't happen until i moved to san jose mm-hmm. and then my friend uh, Fil- well my brother felipe has a friend called david and he had he lived with a with his girlfriend and another couple, and David wanted to play. So we're like, okay, so who is gonna be who's gonna be a player? Oh, my girlfriend and and my friends, my roommates will play. So 
we started playing games there. And what was weird is that is that it was just they were new to gaming, and I didn't even think twice about having them play or anything. What was strange was that one of the one of the guys, hus- one of the girls' husbands, was super busy. He was going to school, going to work. So he he tried to play, but he couldn't. So he he was never there. So it was me, my brother Felipe, David, and Annette and Kathy. Kathy, and we had a blast. And it was like you know we we played uh, Dark Conspiracy, we played Space Opera, we played D and D. I don't know if we played Traveler, but we played a, a bunch of different games for. I don't know how many, at least a couple years, no, mm-hmm. uh, that I remember. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty neat. And I didn't think it, it didn't think anything of it other than they were new players. And I was very excited to to share this hobby with new players because they had never played before. And I don't know if they had ever heard about it or stuff like that. I'm sure they did, but they had never played. And I thought that was pretty neat that that I, we were introducing people to play the game. I mean, that was that's my take. And then after that, thank God, you know. As as the years pass, more and more women would go to conventions, and more and more women would would play. You know, could be seen playing get games, and it became normal to have women at your gaming table. But like I said, way back when, it wasn't that normal. And I, and and I could see why the few stories that I've heard. Oh, our friend Becky told Ray Lady the story where she walked into a gaming convention to run a game, and you remember what happened? Like people walked out, right? Or that they were giving her like, oh, you're running her the first game. game running a game and one guy i don't know if he left if he said it if he left before he said oh, a woman running a game and walked out right and then you know the other men at the table were very standoffish and very rude to her because she was a woman and they didn't think that she could run a game and so that left a bad really bad experience for her and she didn't run a game for an extremely long period of time i think she didn't run a game until maybe a couple of years ago at a con finally obviously those kind of experiences if you're a woman and got that experience, you're not going to be rushing back, go back into that kind of a situation. Anybody would not want to go into that. If I had never played a role-playing game, oh, and somebody goes, oh, he just plays role-playing game, and I go, and they treat me like a, like a, they're jerks to me, I go, man, these guys that play these games are jerks, right? That's mm-hmm. what you're going to think. If that's hap- has happened and has happening, I could see why you know women were not eager or weren't seen very much at a gaming table if they got a little bit of or a lot of resistance or a lot of flack for just being at the table or trying to run a game. One of the biggest problems I hear about and you've told me about is that a lot of women aren't taken seriously. Right. Whatever they say they want to do, it's not taken seriously. It's like they're condescended to. Yeah, this this idea that it's a it's a boys club, I, I man, I really wish that it would go away. But it doesn't go away even today because there's jerks out there that actually play that way. A lot of it is like, you know, this idea. I forget who it was. I don't know where it was, but but somebody was saying. I think it was on another podcast. The female, the woman, uh, took her boyfriend to the gaming convention, and the guy is like not interested in role playing games. Right? It's not his thing. But she's really into it. Right? So so they would always refer to her as, "Oh, you're with you with your boyfriend," right? And she goes, "Yeah, I'm with my boyfriend." And but then but the intent was oh you're tagging along with him that's why you're playing this game, you know that's why you're at this convention. And when she would show up without her boyfriend, they're going oh where's your boyfriend? Oh he doesn't play. So th- there's this idea that you know, a lot of them are shocked, you know, and it, it is incredulous. What you know? And, and so and she's tried to get her boyfriend, and now I think they got married, maybe, but maybe not. But she's tried to get him to play, and it's just not his thing. He just doesn't like it. 
doesn't is not attracted to that. I think that Chris is right. Women are good role players, and it is amazing that they haven't been in the been playing. And I'm sure there are, are women who have been playing since the beginning yes. when D and D came out. But what I'm saying is is that it is surprising that most men don't recognize the what the women what women bring to the table, the ideas that they have and stuff like that. Why wouldn't you? Why would you be condescending and all that kind of stuff? I don't understand. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's terrible, but it does happen, and it still happens to this day, right? I mean, so that lady that I was talking about from that other podcast, I mean, this this was in the last ten years, right? She didn't start playing till two thousand four, two thousand six, and she came from MMO playing, right? Mm -hmm. From playing uh, World of Warcraft, you know. So, so we have a lot of people, just both sexes, coming to the to the hobby. From that world of that sphere of, of gaming the online role-playing games and stuff like that and so because of that and a lot of women play the, those games and so you're gonna have a lot of interest from that period but there have been people who have been playing for since the beginning right there's uh oh my god his brain stopped <laughs> oh my god it did it did i totally blanked out <laughs> anyway anyway was there a specific woman you're trying yes. to yes the one oh my god let me pause it I, pause, I, it. pause it yes so thank you for reminding me nikki nikki was very at the very beginning she played you know there's a there's this there's this what is it is a news article picture from a newspaper with her and uh i forget who else but people who were in berkeley at the time like i think steve perrin and other people and this is from the late 70s and so she's been playing games since back then. But it, there just weren't a lot of women visible playing game, role-playing games. When I went, would go to conventions, when I go into a public setting. Now, there's, I'm sure there's been women playing games for, so like you said, the very beginning. Maybe a whole bunch of them. But in the public setting that I'm talking about, like conventions, my group, like when my brother ran that, had that. The group at the library. Group at the library. Not, well, I don't think not one girl, you know, because a lot of kids played. Uh, or women never showed up. So it was interesting. So it is interesting. But it doesn't help when people, when guys are, you know, rude or, or condescending. whatever. Condescending. to women. And another aspect of, of women, problems that women have is that they're not listened to, right? That they're ignored. And I've heard, I've read, I've read this in multiple, you know, posts from different places where they would go to a game and the the GM would, would literally ignore the person, the the woman saying whatever she wanted to say, and and it would just drive her drive the person nutty, you know, just like okay, why am I here, you know, because you feel unwelcome in that situation, right? If it happened to you, no matter you know what sex you are, and so, I think I think though that it's changed now, not maybe not oh, yeah. all of it, but I'm just gonna say from the conventions that we've gone to, and I've been going to them um, with you and Felipe for a long time, sixteen years. <laughs> at least and i went to a couple before that before augustine was born but i didn't actually you didn't to, yeah that's right me and alicia would go and alicia didn't play but we would read books and have fun watching these guys be dorks but um <laughs> you can see it a lot of it has to do with the fact that these men have children and these children are girls and they want to introduce them to the yes to to play and unless unless they are what do you call those old guys that grognards whatever that means the stodgy old man <laughs> that refuses to relent to any new thing which you don't usually find that in role players but i guess there are some yes but like elaine the one that elaine 
that we met at Dundracon. Her dad yes. was a does what? A superhero? Yeah, he plays champions. Champions. <laughs> and so she has been going to the conventions with him since she was a teenager? No, even, even younger. Even younger? We met her when she was 10? When she introduced us to, uh, what was that game? Shadowhunters? Yeah. And so now these girls and all the kids that have gone to the conventions, a lot of them are girls. And a lot of them are guys, and they've grown up playing, yes. right? So, of course, they're going to rebel against their parents and maybe not play. But a lot of them are going to take up the hobby, right? I would think so. And so when you're sitting there with your daughter, if nobody's going to say anything rude to her, right? I, and if yes. they do, there's going to be a problem. Right. I see. Yes. I hadn't thought about that aspect, and I think you're right. I think gamers have grown up, right, to a certain extent. And and, I, you, and you're I, right. If they If there's a guy out there who has a daughter nobody's gonna like talk crap to her or you know demean her ignore her and the the father is gonna stand up to oh the mom right is gonna stand up to and say you know you do not treat people that way or you do not treat and i think that's that's fantastic right that that shouldn't it shouldn't need people shouldn't have to have daughters to better treat women at the gaming table but i think that you're right i haven't even thought about that aspect of stuff like that happening well i always hear because that, it makes it personal right yeah i, I have i've always heard and i've read on some of the dundracon stuff that people go to that convention and some women are uncomfortable because there's so many guys and they say that there are a bunch of old guys and they they don't they don't take into consideration women in gaming which i think is totally wrong because those old guys and they're not all that old. I mean, some of them are. Some of them pretty old. <laughs> but those are the guys who want women in gaming. Those are the guys who have pushed for it. Those right. are the guys who, who promote it, who have daughters and granddaughters and sons and grandsons and have been pushing this for since what? What, what year did Dundracon start? Uh, late 70s. The late 70s. I think that some of those old guys that you might think are, what do you call them? Grog Grognards. Grognards. <laughs> I don't call them. That's what they call themselves. I don't, I don't think that, I think that a lot of those guys, older guys aren't that. Yeah, that if you actually talk to them, you would discover that they're the ones who really are trying to get more women into gaming. Yeah, and I think a lot of this perception, right? You know, people look at this old dude with suspenders and long hair and a hat, and they're like, "Oh God, the guy!" Obviously, the guy is, you know, is a is a sexist pig, right, or whatever. And it, it's not like that. You know, you can't judge people by what, how they look or how they dress. And I think you're right. I think that those people who ran those games, one of the daughters is is in charge of the, what the LARPs, and she's been. I mean, she grew up going to that convention, right, as a little kid, and then. You know, the parents were in the in charge of you know, doing something with the convention. And then she took up the mantle and started you know, in charge of role playing game of LARPs. So you have that you have these these women now who have been involved in role playing games their whole lives, their whole lives. This is like our son. He's been around uh, watching and and then playing his whole life, all his whole 16 years of his life. If we had a girl. Most likely, she would probably be in the same boat. You never know. Every child is different. Some some kids want to do what their parents do, and some don't. But yeah, so so when you have that kind of experience where it's you've been involved in in role playing your whole life, and your parents have been involved in it in one way or another, I think seeing your child, if she's a woman or a boy or whatever, and they have a, they're having a bad experience because a guy is a jerk. That GM or whoever is being a jerk is going to have a talking to. It's just going to be normal. Right. And unfortunately for women, there's a whole generation that 
that that wasn't really a, a situation. The, uh, people have sat around and watched women get, you know, uh, dismissed or whatever, and they don't say anything. I think things are changing. I think now, like I said, we said in the past, if you see a problem, you know, out of your gaming table, whether you're the GM or just the player, you stand up and say, hey, you know what, that's wrong or that, that shouldn't be, a, you know, you shouldn't do that. So there you go. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, there's a, the problem persists, right? We hear horror stories, you know, not on a daily basis, but we hear horror stories here and there about how women are treated. And, you know, and then there's these grognards, like you said, you know, I was on a, I'm on a Pendragon uh, page and this guy's saying that you can't have female players. No, you can have female players, but they have to play male knights. Right. They can't be play female knights. And, and if you do, that's not Pendragon. I go, well, you know, who are you to define what is the real Pendragon? And, and, there was, and what was weird is that no argument could we make on, on the message system, or whatever, that would change his mind right and so you know we we said okay within the mythology there's female knights and and within real life there you know real life there were women who took up the sword and armor and fought and they were granted knighthood or acted as knights in the in the in subsequent mythology there's been women who who were knights in the rule book women were knights and so his answer was well that was you know and it kind of not real no no that and it, and it kind of told me where this guy was coming from he was he this is a freaking grognar dude from the way back that just and so i i can't say the word you know I don't, whatever but but he you know and so when he, he says that he means that this is a g-rated show <laughs> exactly his answer to to why the rules included female knights is because they were pressured to put them in there. Right. And to increase sales also. So I'm like, man, you know, it's just like talking to a wall. So you just walk away from people like that. Well, Don't yeah, play in yeah. their game. Th and, th yeah. And them... if you get in their game, get up and walk away and tell them they're a misogynistic pig. <laughs> and then you just... You don't deal with that kind of crap, right? Exactly. But obviously, those people still exist, and and you know, until they die out, die off, and they're they don't replicate that terrible ideas of, of whatever the, the, the their deal is. We have to eliminate them, you know, from our gaming tables or whatever, or try to you know try to make them see the light that you know that there might be a little bit misguided as to their stance. So luckily, his voice in that thread in that message thread was almost. He was by himself. I think nobody agreed with him. And people were going, well, what about this? And what about that? And like I said, no argument or no, no discussion or amount of evidence was enough to convince him that, that women should be allowed to, or even anybody should be allowed to play a female knight. And just so you know, it's a role-playing game. <laughs> it's a <laughs> fantasy role-playing game. That's what I, and was, and <laughs> if a woman wants to play a female knight, then she should be more than, she should be able to do it. Maybe she'll realize the hardships of it or... Maybe she wants to do something else. There's other things you can play in that game. Yes. And you can play a male knight, but maybe she wants to play a woman knight. What if a guy wants to play a woman knight? Yes. Who cares? You know, if she wants to play a handmaiden or whatever they, they have, dame or whatever. That's fine too, but... A dame it, it, is a female knight. Well, okay. But, you know, somebody who's not in armor and fighting is what I meant. Yes. And so, but give them the option, right, is what I'm saying. People should have the options to play whatever they want. This is like I said. It is a fantasy game. You know. You know when when people give me this. You know, well, that's not realistic. Uh, hello. You know. You you're talking. You know, somebody said the same argument in Call of Cthulhu, right? But that was along racial lines. And I said, oh, hold on. You're talking. He goes. Uh, he goes. Well, this is not realistic in the 1920s. I uh, go. But 
it's realistic to have a giant god that's going to kill you and make you go insane in the 1920s? <laughs> yes, exactly. So let's, you know, so for, for for the sake of not only that, why if you have if you have girls or women sitting at your table who are willing to play, yes, pin dragon, yes, dude, let them play whatever they want. Right, exactly. And if it's a problem, maybe you shouldn't be playing that game, <laughs> or or maybe you shouldn't be a GM. <laughs> yeah, play the game instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. And. Not only that, but you should let women play whatever they want. I mean, and how else are you going to... It's only beneficial to the gaming community to have girls and women be part of it because it expands your horizons. So there's not a bunch of grognards. Is that what you call them? Yes. Sitting at a table being a bunch of idiots. (laughs) I mean, go ahead and do that if you want. But what kind of fun are you going to have? Women bring a lot more fun to everything. I agree. You know, like I said, we want our hobby to grow. We want our hobby to be accepted by as many people as possible because we really like this hobby we really think it's a lot of fun and why would we want not to include include or why would we want to exclude anybody right so you need to be inclusive of all kinds of people i know i know guys that play women all the time and and sometimes you're going are you a and to me, the only question is, because I'm listening to a male voice, is, <laughs> are you a woman? Because I need to know what your character is, so I don't say he or... And then there's all the, maybe they don't even want a pronoun, so right. there you go. But you have to be respectful and listen to people that are at your gaming table. And if you're a GM and you're not listening to the people at your gaming table, what are you doing? And right. if you're a guy who's putting women down or not listening to what they're saying at a gaming table, then... Why are you there? Well, well, I agree. Why are you there? And I think you're going to be a dying breed of GM, a dying breed of player, because, you know, things change. You know, it's inevitable. I know, I know it's tough. I know it's hard, but I think it's going to happen. And, and as time rolls on, you know, you're going to be in the minority and it sucks. And this is only one topic that we chose to talk about women at the gaming table. <laughs> There's so many others that we could talk about, yes. but I think that each of you should take a good look at yourselves and make sure that you're treating everybody equally. Right. There you go. There you go. So this is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. You have a good day.